right. And thanks for listening to Valkyries After Dark. I'm Maddie. I'm Liv. I'm Haley. I'm Kinsey. And I'm Abby. another episode of Valkyries After Dark. Today we are going to be discussing the enemies to lovers OTP that we were robbed of by a transphobic monster. She who must not be named. She who must not be named. I like that. I'll take out transphobic monster. But I mean, it's not a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Look, like, leave it in, you know. In I mean, if any lives matter, it, thank you. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so with that little lead in, we're this episode that, you know, is what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one and only Dramini, Draco and Hermione, the enemies to lovers, OTP that we were so fucking deprived of. But I honestly think that all the fan fiction writers. Mm-hmm. might remind me better than jk ever could oh i agree like she ex- admitted that she didn't even like draco's character that's why he never got his redemption either because he was such a dynamic character and mm-hmm. she just was like i'm just gonna leave him as a wizard nazi even though it was <laughs> all because of his parents trauma and indoctrination of this really toxic environment that he mm-hmm. was a product of and I truly believe that. I think Draco was very much a product of his environment. And oh, yeah. I think a lot of people who, like, especially have, like, maybe, like, religious trauma or, you know, who were indoctrinated in some sense in that way can really relate to because, I mean, we're not taught to be racist or have those harsh ideals. Like, we are, or we're not born that way. We are taught that. I think I said that wrong. I'm sorry. But, yeah, <laughs> So you don't become a massive prat like that without a horrible person for a father. Yeah. And as a fellow person with daddy issues, I very much relate to that. Um, but wow, Jermaine, I, I, first of all, I am the biggest fucking simp for Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Me too. Um, I love Draco. It, like him and Rowan are the only two blonde baddies I will mm-hmm. ever um, I am very much a dark-haired type like I'm not a huge fan of blondes which is ironic because I am naturally blonde but him and Rowan just different breeds different breeds like mm, normal blonde it's a white blonde yeah I think that's what I think that's what it is it hits different (laughs) he's the only male character so far that like because I'm currently listening to the Germani fanfic um the right thing to do which is amazing it's on spotify and also on apple Podcasts as well mm. he's the only one that's actually made me giggle out loud like yeah. straight up in my car giggling like it was so bad that that fan fiction had me like actually screeching like i because i listen I like going on walks and listening to podcasts and i was like actually like screeching what is this one it's it's the um rights and wrongs trilogy it's the first one the right thing to do okay i need to read that i need to read that the auction um that's that's with 
uh, the right thing to do. You listen yeah. to the right thing to do with Hermione's perspective. Then you listen to it again in Draco's perspective. That one's called All the Wrong Things. And I've started it. And then it's the auction, which is in this like alternate universe in that universe. If that yeah. Makes sense. yeah. I just finished my first Omega verse um, Germani fanfic. I think it was called All You Want, um, which was good. But I feel very strongly about the fact that I hate how most people who write Germani fanfics um, make Hermione like, and I say this about a lot of MCs actually they make her too shy and like too timid and Mm -hmm. too like I don't know I just want her to have banter back and like actually you know be confident and the reason why like um bring him to his knees is like one probably one of my favorites is because she is she started out a little bit timid with the fact that she liked him and she didn't know if he liked her back but then she like grew into it and she was fine and they were going to yeah. sex clubs and stuff i mean yeah you can't be timid <laughs> when you're willing to be an exhibitionist at yeah. um a kink club yeah and oh. so i liked that the way she was written there but then like the last two that i read she was so timid and like so like it just which made- is not how she is in the original series she's very fiery and she's like very outspoken. passionate and she will willingly speak her mind i mean in the film and in the movie or in the book and in the movie she literally strikes draco like i mean mm-hmm. as she should because i mean i would too he was being um, an asshole being a dick yeah like she's not a i'm so shy like no she's a bad bitch okay mm-hmm. let her be the bad bitch that she is and was crafted to be and i think in the right thing to do like, I, I don't find her very meek or timid. Like, she's... She only is when it comes to, like, the smut scenes, which, I mean, in the in that series, she is a virgin, so I can kind of see that. But, um, but then once her, they do it, they... But once they do it, yeah. But it's in her like, everyday life, she is our fiery girl that we love. And I also just finished Remain Nameless. And really quickly, I want to shout out the channel on Spotify and Apple, I think it's also on Apple podcast. It's called ETL echo and it's stands for enemies to lovers. Um, the narrator phenomenal. She sounds very similar to Emma Watson, which in some senses, like, and first of all, this is not me shaming the narrator. Like this is such like phenomenal work. Like her voices and her cadence, like it is just spot on. It's actually a little frightening when it is you know, like the smut scenes, how much it sounds like Emma Watson. <laughs> like, whoa. so I kind of just like because to me, I think Emma Watson, baby girl, Hermione, underage, but she's not in this series, obviously. But she does sound so much like Hermione or him, Emma Watson. It is kind of scary, especially in those smut scenes. You're like, oh, but yeah, I just want to shout them out because their work on those audiobooks amazing and they have so many of them too like I know they're finishing bring him to his knees I think they have the first like 19 or 20 chapters up there Mm. um they have all of remain nameless including the ceremonials which is like one shots in the remain nameless universe um but they have so many on there and 
they never say the narrator's name, but I just want to shout them out because they're so good. Um, and so definitely find them on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because they deserve all the praise. But also remain nameless. Hermione is also very um, forward and like, you know, not shy good. at all and like okay, good. goes for it. But I have to say, I think remain nameless, probably my top fanfic now. Really? Um, Because it's such a good balance of, like, that ooey-gooey love that you love in, like, romance novels. Plus, it really highlights, in a positive and very real light, trauma in the healing process of trauma and actually taking the steps to heal your trauma in a very beautiful way and in a very real way as well. And it's just it's a very realistic timeline as well. And it just touches on so many different issues in such a beautiful way. And in that book, wow, Draco is a fucking consent king. Like I was just, like, I love when partners like demand consent or not, de- not demand consent that came out wrong, but like are very adamant about making sure that they have clear and enthusiastic consent. And that was just like, yeah, so good. And it was, it's just, it's, has everything that you need it has it's just mm, beautiful I love it so much it's 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 my favorite now so which one should I read next um that's up to you remain nameless I would kind of recommend the audiobook because like the fanfic itself is very long Mm. like I think because I put it on my story graph that I read it and I think printed out or like actually like actually reading it it's like over a thousand pages good but, lord but the audiobook makes it go by really fast i feel like mm. and i need something new to listen to anyway yeah so and like i said the narrator is just top notch because i like audiobooks i'm very particular about my narrators and it's just it's so good okay so i feel like we need to back up for me here oh <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Abby, do you have any questions? Okay. Comments, I'm, concerns? I'm like not a huge Hermione. Wait, what? You go ahead. I have a couple of key questions. To ask. Okay. Of course. Go for it. So, first of all, let me get this understanding. Because I've only read the first book. I'm not seeing how we really get to this point where <laughs> we start to have this sort of um, fan fiction thing happen. <laughs> um, You're so- also at the part where they're, what, 13? 12 so yeah 12 these are all where like draco and hermione are adults yes yes only needs to lovers think well it's almost like a lot of a lot of the fanfics that i've read it's Mm -hmm. enemies to lovers because they were enemies in school right they do not like each other yeah so they're enemies in school but then a lot of the fanfics kind of like kind of make it to where um well i've read a lot of post-war fanfics so it's like that's what i yeah that's the ones i tend to read because i like whenever like i can't get to the point right yeah what i'm getting here i'm getting here (laughs) i personally i can't get into the ones where like they're still at school because to me that means they're children and i can't read yeah it's 17's the absolute youngest I can get. And if they're smutting it and they're still 17, it's an instant DNR. I know. Those are children. Um, but yeah. Like, a lot of this is coming out of in the books and then in the movies. There's so many scenes that you'll read where 
like, it's just really clear that this isn't necessarily what Draco would do if he was like just making his own choices but because of like yeah. the situations he's put in by his family he's having to make these choices and then of course like everyone is in love with Tom Felton which I'm sure does play into it quite a bit oh yeah. yes and uh, it all it also goes back to like think of like your childhood days when like the boy's picking on you and that's yeah that's because he likes you so I think a lot of fanfics play on that like I've always liked you kind of thing and then it, it's not until after the war when everybody's dead that yeah okay. and then they kind of it it a lot of the post-war goes she testified for like for him at his trial so he got yes. exonerated or whatever or put on probation or whatever it is yeah and he actually becomes part of like their friend group. A lot. I have not read one single fanfic with Ron. It's always <sighs> been Pansy, Harry, Draco, and Hermione, and then like Blaze, Zabini, and oh, Blaze. Mm-hmm. Blaze. Blaze. So. And okay, wait. And so then, so okay. <laughs> here's the ones that I know I've heard of. I feel like we need to bring up some key players because I feel okay. like. I need someone to break these down. Okay. So, okay. I'm happy to we do got that. three experts here. Yeah, we are happy to <laughs> so, do that. Mm, the first yeah, I, I had heard about that I was told never not to read first after I finished the series was Manacled. Don't read it first. Yeah, because don't do that. I heard it's very, very dark. dark. Very, like, yeah. handmaiden tale. Yeah. Yes. I didn't finish it. Um, yeah. I had to put that on the back burner just because I was reading so many emotionally heavy books where fan fiction's kind of like my happy you're supposed to have fun yeah i've heard nothing but amazing things about manacled and i it's definitely up there for me fan fiction lately i've been really like i said like into like the audiobook version of it and i know manacled is she's she's dummy thick i know that um they also change narrators yeah and so like that audio like again this is audiobooks Anyone who is an audiobook speaker, great work. But I'm like I said, I'm very particular about my narrators, and that one just wasn't for me. But that's when I need to sit aside and read. And I know it's really well done. And what I did listen to it, really good, but really heavy. And as someone who has both watched and read The Handmaid's Tale, I haven't the the show absolutely amazing and when i was watching it it was incredibly politically relevant um and it still is to this day i mean it's basically an attack on women's rights and i don't want to get too political but you know that is something we see to this day so it's very real in that sense and i like to read to escape the real life so that was why i kind of was like "Mm, i'll save you for later but so well, I like the hot Hermione fanfics. Oh, I do. I the okay, spice. Which Amazing. brings in the next one. I heard bring them to these. Oh! That's all that I've ever heard Ken's talk about. And that so is mine and Kenzie's one. shit. Okay, okay, and that so that one's like spicy. So That's- that one, the premise for that one. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Ken, do you want to take this one? <laughs> I mean, you're good. But I I've been on my I've been on my soapbox too much already. <laughs> okay, that one is is the same like what I was talking about. It's post war. She um, testified for him. She started working as an or as an or 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 yeah. Well, or she, 
She's working at the she she's working at like the, the place where they keep the paperwork. Yeah. In the archives. She Ar- where he yeah, archives. she works in the archives at the ministry. He and he, or... which is a dark wizard catcher, basically. And like catchers the that bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, there was like a couple I've heard you all speak about, but the general premise is something, something, something. Draco Malfoy could like step on you. Yeah. Um, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. He's kind of dominant like, in a lot of the situations. So I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, and so. Anyway, that's the point I've got. Yeah. <laughs> we're bringing him to his knees. I want to dive a little more into that one because that one, I think next to Remain remain Nameless is the one that like gives me all the feels. But the spice and bring him to his knees. Mm. Because it's in the archives. So it takes place, the, the premise of that story, and you find this out in the first couple chapters, is there's a serial killer in the wizarding world. And Draco and Harry are on the case. And the one link is that all the victims are wearing an emblem of a kink club that Draco frequents or used to frequent. He hasn't been in a while. And essentially, since that's the only lead they have and the only connection they have of the victims besides the MO, is he needs a part, is he needs to go to that club to figure out who's responsible. But to get into the club, you need a partner and you can't be single. So they don't allow just one person like you have to go as a couple like you can switch partners if you want if you're in swinging but you have to be with someone so since Draco already has a membership he's like okay now I just need to find a partner and Hermione's like I can help you and he's like no you can't like you're not kinky and she's like oh yeah and then it's like she's like watch this and then they um yeah, and so that's that's the premise. I won't go into much more detail, but it's it's got kink. It's actually a very good story. Yeah, like I like not, it as a true crime story, also. Yeah, you know? and like it's actually like I was so not only invested in the smut because obviously, but like like Penn said, the murder mystery of it is super fascinating and it's so well written. And there's so many different aspects of Draco that like you don't see in the books or the movies that like he just he, he really just becomes his own and it's mm. and Hermione's a bad bitch and it's just so cute and it's yeah. like it's got the fake dating trope Draco's you know, got tattoos magical tattoos that move oh I know I know and then place the beanie oh Pansy oh. getting the respect on her name no one one it's everything. Yeah. It, there's not one single whisper of Ron. I have a question. Mm. Yeah. So as someone who has not read the books, but I have seen all the movies and like I'm hyper online. So I know like, I know a lot of things that even I have, even though I haven't read the books, like book things. Mm. But for you guys, at what point did you like start looking for Germany fanfic? Was it like, like, was this, like, something you were thinking of and shipping when you were reading the books or watching the movies? Like, is this um, something you find out later? Like, once you start getting into fanfic? I'm just curious. So, for me, it wasn't really till I joined the book club and I realized that, like, Germione fic was a thing. I did get on Germione and Draco TikTok back in 2020. I was on Draco Talk, so... 
that was a moment and I miss it and I want it to come back. But I didn't start reading fan fiction until really I joined the book club and realized it was a thing and got Rex. I mean, I always had a crush on Draco, especially yeah. Half-Blood Prince Draco when he's wearing that suit. Oh, stop it. No. Yeah. I have <laughs> no Wait, one moment. I'm going to look up this suit. Yeah. Was... Just I look up Half-Blood Prince last Tom night. Felton. I actually realized the last time I saw the movies, I was 14. So it's been like a whole hot minute. Um, but I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but yes, that was my journey into Dramini fic. For me, it was when I was re-listening or rereading Half-Blood Prince because in that in Half-Blood Prince, it's more it becomes more of romance because they're all hitting puberty. They're all like realizing, yeah. oh, I'm into you. I'm into this person. And uh, basically all the characters are with the people that they like. They're with other people. Yeah. Um. So Hermione is all upset because Juan Juan is with this girl, R.I.P. R.I.P. Lavender Lavender Brown. There's a fan art of Draco from Bring Him to His Knees. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, that one is. Oh, that's nice. Wait. Oh, that one. The one of him in the bathroom at the sink. And he yanks off his sweater. And we can losing his fit like he's not mentally well no he's not mentally well but that's a favorite kind of man show the one that he's showing the dark mark the one that's in the i'm pointing to it on my screen like (laughs) you can see it to the right no 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 it's under yeah yeah there she is and for for me like in half-blood prince like you see the struggles that draco's going through Mm -hmm. And me and my husband were legit talking about this last night that I have a soft spot for misunderstood dark boys. Oh, yeah. It, it's really bad because Corey was like, Olivia, like all these TV shows that we watch and books that I read, he was like, Olivia, you have a type. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> but um, this is that's, that's when I was like, um, why is Hermione so <laughs> caught on Juan Juan who won't give her the time of day when we've got this dark misunderstood guy here? Who just oh. needs a hug? Okay, all these pictures are hurting me. <laughs> so cute. So it's the are... one where she's holding her face. Mm. I think it's the third one down, the third level or whatever. So good. It's, it's oh god, I just I love them so much. <laughs> I, I see the appeal. I see the appeal. And it's also the fact that Emma Watson came out and said that she was in love with Tom Felton like yes. all throughout the movies. I think that also <laughs> hell. Like what? rewatching in hindsight. Oh yeah. There's a little tension there. You and then that and you can also like if you've seen the reunion, they do discuss how they were both in love with each other at like different times. Yes. But Max knew what they were doing with exactly, that. and but they never they never acted on it. They and their like, hug at the very beginning. I know. Oh God, I saw that in a trailer. I actually, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, tra- I I haven't seen the actual thing, but I yeah. yeah. At one point, I will. Um, it made me cry. It's, like, it, so it's like a like wrong time trope kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right person, wrong time. Yeah, that really sucks. But like, HBO Max really knew what they were doing. 
when about you... Hermione too is like we all know that the author did a lot of things on purpose to make certain groups irredeemable and like literally like the way kind of especially in the movies I think I know it's a little different in the books but like Slytherins are like cast as all evil like mm-hmm. no one is joining in in the the final battle even though like in the books it's a little different and you just yeah. want to see like and it's like one redemption arc like it was so there and like right for the taking like it's just one of those times where like the plot wrote itself like it could like exactly. you know, this is what was meant to happen and then to not get it is just like super unsatisfying there was a whole deleted scene and um deathly hollows part two where the the part where um harry jumps out of hagrid's arms Draco's and the that, one that tosses Jake, him the wand. Draco's the one that tosses him the wand. Yeah. But uh, she, who must not be named, was like, nope, don't like that. I hate Draco. Let's cut that out. So I was like, why would you cut that? That would have been so good. I just loved Draco. Even though yeah. he was a dick and, like, supposed to be the villain, he was the misunderstood kind of, like, he was kind of... He wasn't really the... He wasn't the villain. He was just... No. He wasn't. The actual villains were using. Like, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. always it's like he wasn't the villain that's the point yeah I don't know if this is headcanon or not but like in a lot of the fan fictions I read and I'm I'm slowly I'm, I'm re-listening to the books for the first time since middle school um and I'm, I'm only a goblet of fire but okay. I'm fairly certain and Abby this is a spoiler but Abby. I'm fairly certain after um good <clears throat> after Lucius is arrested after the whole department of mysteries incident Mm. that that is when draco is forced to step up into his father's role as the head of the malfoy family in the death eaters ranks so he's not even given the choice of do you want to be a death eater voldemort is literally forcing him to be a death eater absolutely have that choice he's forced to take the dark mark and again kill give the task of killing dumbledore i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure this is written in the books where he's forced to take. I the- I think I I don't. If not, I'm acknowledging it. It makes sense. Time. I think I'm I think you're I, right. Like one of the scenes with um Narcissa and Snape. I feel like it yes, implied. Yeah, because like again, he's 16 years old. He's a child. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's really glossed over a lot. Like these are children, and he is forced to become a Nazi, like a wizard Nazi, and forced to work with Voldemort and kill Dumbledore and you know he doesn't want to do it because he's he's not that he was crying the whole school year yeah because Dumbledore was a mentor to him as well like obviously we think uh, it Dumbledore Harry's Dumbledore's favorite but also it was his professor too yeah and you see a lot that like you know especially at that end like again I haven't read the book scene in this while but like I just watched the movies yesterday with my sister and Dumbledore's trying to talk him down and be like Draco it's okay mm-hmm. like I know yeah. you don't want to do this and like you know he's like you don't understand like he's either gonna I kill me to. or I have to kill you and he's not given that choice and I feel like that's really glossed over a lot and like that's what I like about the fan fiction is they really call that out and bring to that attention it's like and it, it, it in adulthood it's eating him up to this day that like yeah he made those like choices i.e as a child and basically it was like which of the two evils do you want to choose it's not like either die or your family dies you know 
Yeah. Until that, but she can come back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I muted myself to save myself. Okay. But yeah. So that it's, uh, and just to see Draco getting the love that he deserves. Cause I truly mm-hmm. believe he deserves it. Like he made, he said horrible things as a child and you know, are they right? No, but you know, he was also 11 years old. Yeah. That part. If we can forgive 500 year old Faye for what they say to people, we can forgive 11 year old for (laughs) exactly. Yeah. For just being a brat 100% of the time. Like, I mean, exactly. He's 11. Like, well, I guess 11 through 15 or 16, but still, I mean, yeah. Boys are assholes at that age. (laughs) Oh. What I, I what I don't understand, um, and maybe that's what, the point of what Germani fanfic is doing is that like, I I know and understand the spoiler that like Hermione gets with Ron, but I don't see it. Like I we, we're we're all, all asking the same question. Like I, again, I haven't read the books, so I have a little less like context. But I think from the movies, it just didn't make sense. Like. In some ways, the movies were like slightly revisionist. I think with J.K. trying to mm-hmm. make things that like you know her way, and so yeah. fans' interpretations, but it just didn't make sense. And I don't know if it was just her and um, Rupert like didn't have chemistry or what. But Ron annoyed me, continues to annoy me to this day. And he was very it, selfish. He's I just reread the books. So. I think I think partly because like I identify with Hermione. Mm. And a yeah. woman who's like smart and intelligent and beautiful and like has her shit together wants to be with the can't get anything done, always messing up disaster that is Ron. And also, he's just not nice as a person. And whining. And they're. And the fact, like this for me, like it would have made, I think we. If we're not gonna have Draco and Hermione together, we need to have Harry and Hermione together. They at least had more chemistry. Yeah, honestly. If you're gonna not have like a cute like Slytherin kind Gryffindor, of Gryffindor, yeah. yeah, like some kind of cute little thing there where it's like he's really not so bad <laughs> kind of thing. Um, like it seemed like I think I slightly remember thinking, why didn't they get together? Like, why yeah, I forget I, why she said. I, I think, I think like I, I was thinking in the end when I watched the movies because I'm trying to like remember what I fucking dancing scene. Yeah, yeah it was really so cute. cute. I remember, like I thought thinking like it was very weird, like that was just not the couple I was expecting. Yeah, but I don't and, think I was expecting any of the couples really. Yeah, I mean in the books, the mo- the couple that make the books, not the movies, the books, the couple that makes the most sense for me is Harry and Jenny. Because Jenny is a completely different person in the books than she is in the movies. Yes. And Bonnie Wright is a beautiful person. And I picture her like that's Jenny to me. But the, oh, yeah. the directors and the producers the, the just did, they did her so awesome. dirty. But yeah, this- like she has the personality of a teaspoon in the movies. But in the books, <laughs> she's such a fucking a fiery powerhouse. Queen, yeah. It's amazing. Um but yeah, no, I totally agree. And to me, Ron's even more obnoxious and annoying in the books than in the movies. So Maddie. Yeah, he's horrible. <laughs> like he is so rude and condescending to Hermione. And, you know, and she just- constantly feels like she has to prove herself over and over again as a muggle born mm-hmm. that she belongs in the wizarding world. 
in the fact that Ron constantly shames her for all the hard work she puts into her academics really annoys me and me the dynamic there is there's this guy who like can't figure shit out and doesn't know anything and he feels insecure so he bullies the girl who does know things like yeah who wants to be in that relationship like that's so toxic and abusive like gaslighting to the extreme and the fact that like in Deathly Hollows, um there like he gets he's so insecure and like Hermione reminds him over and over again that like she wants him and especially in half blood prints but the fact that he thought that something was going on between harry and hermione and he like blew up and for the fact that he was like um harry doesn't have any family when they're supposed to be his family when he said that to harry i was like hermione how could you like as a friend like if someone said that to my friend you you gotta go mind boggles me when like other people in the fandom are like forgiving ron for all the shit he does and then mm-hmm. on in the same breath or like can't forgive draco for all this shit yeah, he did exactly like, I'm gonna- i mean yeah ron wasn't a wizard nazi but he was also just a shit person from <laughs> so, day one not a good person and like it's not like his parents were making him be shit people either his he parents just- were great he did it all on his own yeah i'm gonna go back to like the intelligence part where how like he's the character that like doesn't can't figure anything out so he bullies Hermione who can in the Germione fanfics I love the fact that like Draco and Hermione Hermione's obviously like still smarter but they have like the same kind of intelligence they're, level yes and they're like you know he appreciates her brain and like and what a, like he's smart enough and like emotionally sound enough to appreciate the fact that she's just a brilliant person you know and exactly. so I like and that it, about as well. And it makes more sense because like he was prefect and head boy as well. Mm-hmm. And so in the books, if you're reading it without the fanfic, you're like, oh, they just did that because he was Snape's favorite, blah, blah, blah. No, he's a but, smart person. <laughs> but actually he's very intelligent. He's just as intelligent as Hermione. They were like, they were competing against each other without knowing they were competing against each other in ac- academics because it wasn't expressed that he was actually really smart. Yeah, and I think it's, and the book's definitely, like, Hermione and Draco, they're neck and neck for who's top of their year. Yeah. Hermione always outshines him, because... Of course she does, because she's Hermione Granger. She's Hermione Granger, the brightest witch of her age. (laughs) Um, But But he's the golden girl. Of his age you know yeah because that's the thing like everyone talks about harry harry this harry that harry wasn't actually that academically mediocre. <laughs> yeah he was like me yeah that's the word he was mediocre and like yeah he was the best at defense against dark arts i guess that was his best class but literally has the only person with practical it's knowledge it's true this is true so it's like everyone's like, I, I think it's mentioned i don't know where i read it but people were talking about like Harry this, Harry that, but it's like it's Hermione that got them all through. They would have died in book two without her. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They would die in book one. Exactly. Really, book one. Let me revise that. They would have died in book one if she hadn't figured <laughs> it out. Especially because in the trials to get down um to the sorcerer's stuff. Yes. There's a lot yeah, more like, 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 like Ron again almost died in the weeds because he wouldn't listen to that. Like Yeah, I just I don't know what to do, but Ron just made it worse. Based on what I feel like from book one, is it really, okay, maybe this is a little um, off the mark for me, 
Um, but like, it kind of seems like Harry's like there because he's important, but like, yeah. he's really not like, yeah. kind of cut the camera. Like, y- you know, it's like, it's really the people around him. Like, yeah. That gets him no, actually. And Harry generally is like he's not very smart or like gifted, but he is generally a kind person. Like brings people together. Ron contributes nothing to the group. Like let's be honest, there's not one quality he brings to the trio that like helps them survive. It's not even good comic relief. And and the maybe the only thing he brings to the group is his parents. I mean yeah, and (laughs) Jenny. Like that's about it. And also in um, The Right Thing to Do, um, Ron is in it for a little bit, but every time he enters, I'm like, go away. But um, Hermione talks about, they call it, obviously they're called the Golden Trio. And Hermione talks about how she didn't want to, just because she was Harry's friend, she didn't want to be put above everybody else when she like applied for jobs or all this. Where So she would apply for jobs with a fake name. She just wanted it to look like her resume was good enough not her name but ron on the other hand used like harry his friendship with harry to get on ireland's quidditch team so it's like that's so in character like they wrote him exactly like he was in the books yeah also i really like in the right thing to do that like hermione like oh they just write her character so well and yeah she's really like she works she works at a bookstore so like you know obviously speaks right to a book lover's heart and it really encompasses like how she works because she loves to read but also like it's just an escape for her and it makes her feel normal and it's just mm, wow that one really hits me in the feels Mm -hmm. actually read um Hermione on AO3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some tags you use to find good fix? Oh, I don't really search for fanfic per se. I more ask. I use a spreadsheet that is provided to me. Same. Um, our, our friend Shrada, shout yes. out to her, um, the Dramini queen herself. She made a whole ass spreadsheet of all the fanfics she has read. She's rated them, given trigger warnings, smut, mm-hmm. smut ratings, all the beautifulness. Um, so I've been going off that. And then she also has her TBR spreadsheet. So um, we should ask her if we can post that <laughs> on our Instagram. Yeah, I think we should definitely ask her to provide to the to the public. Mm-hmm. Really out here doing the cauldrons work. Um yeah yeah um i'm still like a new newer newcomer to dramatic <laughs> it's it's really it is everything and more and if you have not dipped your toe into dramatic fig do it you're missing out it's because one of those things like i think that um it seems like we were like those of you who read it in our group regularly was kind of introduced more during when after we joined the book club mm-hmm. yeah well kens you said you were on that side of tiktok for a hot minute but uh, i was on draco talk for like an entire year <laughs> so, um <laughs> i started reading them because then like everybody did their little um 
I guess it's cosplay, but it's not because they're themselves. But it's shifting stories. Yeah, or whatever. And then people would talk about Dramini and blah, blah, blah. And so that's how I started reading. But I could never, like, I only knew the big, the big famous ones, like Manacled and, um, and a few other ones. But, um, so I enjoy having this spreadsheet because I just read one that I, I, I had no idea what the Omegaverse was until I read it off of. What is the Omegaverse? The Omegaverse? So, oh my God, you, don't, you haven't read Omegaverse? I'm I so. just, I mean, I just did. I read one. Okay. But. Well, Haley asked what Omegaverse was. I oh. I don't so know. Omegaverse is a <laughs> alternate universe type of fan fiction wherein you have kind of a pack like hierarchy of alphas, omegas, like betas, etc. Um, except it's all done people. with people and alphas are like typically the male characters but not always and, um, and like they can set omegas and it like puts them like in heat and it's like a like yeah. almost like a relatable kink type fic um, giving furry vibes and that is not my well thing. they don't turn not into animals nodding involved. i don't know if you were aware of what nodding Ugh. is but um it, it's very unique yeah it uh, um sinlin you wrote the one that i just read so it was good the writing was good the Omegaverse itself. I don't know. I'm not like the biggest fan personally, but I don't uh, seek out Omegaverse books, but sometimes they find me. Yeah. Um there's it was a lot of weird. between like good and then crunchy. And yeah. There's it, a lot of Omegaverse like reverse harems on Kindle Unlimited, which is how I first learned about the Omegaverse. Yeah. Sinlin, you did a good job. Her writing is beautiful as always, but the universe itself i mean it was my first one so we'll see if i find a bad one (laughs) but yeah um and it was a lot about you know like hermione was was in heat and draco was an alpha neville longbottom was an alpha as as he should be draco malfoy was an alpha ron and harry were betas they were yes i'm so sorry (laughs) Um, she's on book one neville we're talking about the same neville right yes, <laughs> yes but he gets a picture of, uh, of deathly hollows neville yeah look up a picture of um oh, i'm what's so name? sorry because all i'm picturing is book one and like <laughs> i uh oh, i don't know you might have to look up the actual actor because i think he still has they, his they actually made him put on a fat suit for this Maybe. yeah because yeah. he lost the actual actor to make him look matthew less attractive because he like grew into himself matthew yeah. lewis that's his name there you go he long bottomed oh, oh my god <laughs> i see it now i see it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes more sense now i was just picturing just okay i think the problem is is that all i'm trying to do is picture these people grown up oh my god the one in the black suit in the corner mm-hmm. yes I think once Abby finishes, we definitely need to have a discussion, mini episode or off the air episode or talk of who was. Yeah, yeah. Who was, who do you think was the actual chosen one? And that will make more sense to Abby when she gets there. I'm so sorry. What? (laughs) No, that's all you need. 
I've been trying to respectfully pressure Abby into reading the Harry Potter well, books. Well, and we're going to disrespectfully hey, do been, it now. Okay, yeah. we've been trying to bully me into reading it for months, guys. Since, I, like, before Christmas. Yeah, since November. It's been, um, like, 2020. Nice about Let's it. know, Abby, when, when we move, it's going to be a lot more disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just going to get a book thrown at me. Or <laughs> right now, so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, read um, it before you move. I, it's, it's just one of those things where like I like I like it and I see where the nostalgia is and I see how like this is a good thing but I just get caught up with so many other things and then I'm just now starting to get like back into my reading groove so Sounds I'm being very I'm being very um soft with myself right now that <laughs> makes you happy don't try to like well and like and not that I don't read books that don't bring me joy but like I'm trying to just like read what I'm feeling, not mm-hmm. necessarily on my TBR right now, mm-hmm. but it's at the top. It's like right there. <laughs> um, now that Crescent City has been done and we're kind of through some of the bigger releases of life um, that have happened this spring. Um, but once I get through, I will have words to say. <laughs> it's just. I- have so many Harry Potter episode ideas and the fact that we're starting to dip our toe in it it's bringing me a lot of serotonin I'm so excited mm-hmm. also oh sorry go ahead um I, and so this is like the greatest redemption that never happened right yeah yeah and it's yes. one of the many things that I will forever slander Joanne about um Joanne name is Joanne yeah that makes sense like <laughs> Joanne I, Not, I'm sorry. No disrespect to somebody with that name, but like, <laughs> what's the K stand for? I don't know. Let's look it up. Joanne. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So wait, what's her middle name? I don't know. I'm trying oh, to find no, it. I thought she was looking it up. I am. That name I didn't know. We do not stand J.K. Rowling. We don't. She chose, although she writes under the pen name J.K. Rowling before her remarried, before her remarriage, her name was Joanne Rowling or Joe. At birth, she had no middle name. Staff at Bloomsbury Publishing asked that she use two initials rather than her full name, anticipating that young boys, their target audience, would not want to read a book written by a woman. Oh, God. She chose K for Kathleen as the second initial of her pen name. Kathleen. Joanne Kathleen. From her her grandmother and because of the ease of pronunciation of the two consecutive letters. Following her 2001 remarriage, she has sometimes used the name Joanne Murray when conducting personal business. So, again, men controlling women. I mean, J.K. Rowling, like. Is problematic in her own but just basically men controlling women and what they can write and how they can use their name for their works that can be another discussion for another day yeah and um the catering of the entire fantasy genre to men it literally said to for young boys when when her strongest character that she wrote was a fiery uh, muggle-born woman but yeah. yeah the more you know Sometimes I gotta say, yeah, this is definitely one of those series where you're like, you take the art over the artist. You kind Absolutely, of cut, cut the ties there. Yeah, I have to say, and I mean this with all disrespect towards her. Um, 
I genuinely think as much as I appreciate how formidable this series was for my childhood and it will always have a place in my heart. I definitely don't acknowledge the author. I, all the books I own of the Harry Potter series, I have bought secondhand to support local business and not to give her more royalties. I don't buy merch that's from licensed by the Wizarding World. Um, but I genuinely believe that all of the fan fiction that is written, especially like I know next up, my next fan fiction is All the Young Dudes by Miss King Bean 69 or is it 68? Yes, yes. I can't um, wait to read that one. I can't wait to read it. But I genuinely think all of the fan fiction I've read is genuinely written better than yes. He Who Must Not Be Named ever could. And mm-hmm. I think they have done such a beautiful work, job taking art that is made by such a hateful person and turned it into something beautiful that grown-ups and those who grew up with the Harry Potter series can enjoy. It's it's and it's ethically sourced, mm-hmm. <laughs> like ethically sourced reading. We love it. Um, yes. So with that, I would also recommend if you have not had the Harry Potter books to go buy them secondhand. Um, because I love that you did that. I was gifted to them for Christmas, and I love different. That's I, I assume my mom bought them from Barnes and Noble, Amazon. That's a whole other problem. But uh, but yes, I if I were to buy them myself, I would have tried to buy them secondhand yeah. for sure. And like I was actually able to score the classic Scholastic covers mm-hmm. that are super cute, and I got a Philosopher's Stone copy. Ooh, I know. <laughs> exciting (laughs) and it was only like five dollars so a you get them cheaper they're you're supporting the local business and you're not giving a turf money so so with that keep an eye out for fanfic rex on our instagram um go take a dive into some dramini fic because it heals the soul um the right ones i've been reading them up until war of two queens in preparation for my heart (laughs) to be blasted out of my chest so yes it's it's a journey um but it is lovely and mm, delicious it's it's everything it's so good we will ask if we can post her list but Anyway, keep an eye out for some fan art for promo for the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Light it Bye. up. Light it up. Light it up. And that is all for this episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. If you could please on any platform you're listening to us on, rate, review, and subscribe. It would mean so much to us. Also, don't forget to sign up to our email list to keep up to date on all things we have going on here. You can find that link in our Instagram and TikTok bios at Valkyries After Dark. And if you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, arguments, or even just some topics you would like us to talk about, please shoot us an email at valkyriesafterdark at gmail.com. Until next time, have a good week, Valkyries. <laughs>